This is Greenville Miked, your one-stop shop for all things happening in Greenville, including, but not limited to, new noteworthy happenings, delicious foods we've tried, events coming up this week, and the stories behind your favorite local businesses around town. I'm Will. And I'm Tracy. And this is the Weekly Rundown. All right, we are back after a nice little vacation. And I don't know about you, but I miss the pod. So it's good to be back. It is so good to be back. Although I am missing the beach just a little bit. Yeah, the beach was pretty nice to cool off in the midst of this heat wave that's been going on. It's been crazy. It has been crazy. Yeah, you had some friends in Arizona this past weekend trapped underneath the heat dome out there. Yeah, the heat dome. Okay, so let's talk about that for a second. If you haven't heard, there's been a heat dome affecting the Southwest, which basically means that a ridge of high pressure settles down on an area and doesn't move for over a week. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I'd never even heard of that term before this past week, but it does not sound fun to be in the midst of, like trapped under a high pressure dome. Phoenix is in a record-breaking streak of consecutive 110 plus degree days, and the lows haven't dropped below 90 degrees in eight plus days, which is another record. Wow. Well, I'm happy to be in the upstate this week, but we're still going to be facing 90 plus degree highs every day, all week, getting up to 98 on Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, you can bet we're going to be in our blow up pool in our backyard this week. For sure. Also on that note, last thing before we get into the news for this week, and we do have a lot that we're going to be covering. A new app called Swimply is blowing up this summer. So Swimply is basically like Airbnb, but for pools and people's backyards, which I think is another amazing way to cool off. Yeah, I was actually looking around on the app last night, and there's definitely some pools in Greenville on there, which you can rent by the hour. Yeah, I think people mainly do it for like pool parties and stuff like that, but also no shame if you're just trying to get a swim in. No shame at all. I would do it. And we've got a link in the show notes if you want to sign up and get some free credits. So don't miss out on that. But sadly, our blow-up pool is not on there yet. No, but we should add it. For sure. Just to make a few extra bucks. $8 an hour for a blow-up pool on our patio. That's a good deal. Bingo. Sign up. Okay, on to the news now. So we have lots to catch up on. Some of the things we're going to be covering include Will's knowledge of street names with two lies and a truth. Next, it's Sandwich Month here at Greenville Mike, and we're going to be giving our review of the half at 8 State Brewing. Then, the city of Greenville is getting more national recognition, and I've got a new business for you and your family that you guys are sure to have a good time at. Then, we've got you covered on a kid-friendly spot around town. And I'm rounding us out with some events for your weekend. Let's get this thing rolling. First up, Two Lies and a Truth is back. This time in regards to what a particular street in downtown Greenville is named after. The street being your favorite street, Will. Coffee Street. As you know, that was my favorite street. It's just an educated guess. Yeah, you got me pegged. So I'm going to give you three lies slash truths about how Coffee Street got its name, and you need to spot the truth. Are you ready to play? Oh yeah, let's go. Okay. Lie slash truth number one. Coffee Underground opened up in 1995 as part of the culinary revival of downtown Greenville led by Carl Sobosinski, and the city of Greenville renamed the street to commemorate what they believed to be an important moment for the revitalization. Intriguing. What did they rename it from in this scenario? 
Well, now it's East Coffee, but it used to be just East Street. So it was in need of some more character. Okay. Okay. I could see that being conceivable. All right. Lie slash truth number two. The street is named after a general from the War of 1812. His name was General John Coffee and was known as a great military leader. You know, okay, I do feel like a lot of streets and monuments in Greenville are named after military leaders. <laughs> <laughs> military leaders? <laughs> leaders are named after military leaders. Uh, Nathaniel Green being the most obvious. I mean, that's true. There's lots of military leaders tied to our history here. So maybe. Maybe. Um, but truth slash lie number three is that Vardry Mackby, a.k.a. the father of Greenville, you can see the previous episodes to learn more about him, owned a general store where he sold what was at that point a great commodity, coffee. The street was named Coffee Street because that's where everyone went to get their coffee in the 1800s. Also very intriguing. It would make sense that the naming of the street would be tied to Vardry since it seems like all the other street names are tied to him. Also true. You know, apparently, fun fact, just learned this the other day, coffee uh, started exploding in America at the end of the 18th century after the Boston Tea Party because everyone was boycotting tea from England. Wow, I actually did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. So, that corroborates that people were downing some coffee in the 1800s. Uh, so, I think it's between two and three as far as General John Coffee and Vardry Mackby. I'm going to go with number three, just because all the other streets were named by Vardry. Oh, man, that is a good guess, but that is false. Oh, my gosh. I'm literally so bad at this game. <laughs> it's okay. It was named after John Coffey. Of course it was. I should have known. Yeah. So, John Coffey was actually a lifelong friend of Andrew Jackson, which is a fun fact, and he commanded troops under him while Jackson was general. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing the origin of Coffee Street with us, although I wish I had something to do with the drink coffee. Yeah, sorry to crush your dreams there. Yeah, it's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> Thanks. Next up is our Eats and Treats segment brought to you by Common Pops. Common ingredients, but uncommonly good popsicles. There's no better way to cool off this week than to grab a few cookies and cream pops, my favorite, stuff them in a cooler, blow up a pool in your backyard, and pretend you're on vacation. Yeah, would you say that Common Pops are like mini vacations on a stick? Yes, I would definitely say that. Check them out at Common Pops on Instagram or at CommonPops.com. All right. Sandwich Month continues for us. And for round two this week, we ventured to the half GVL. Do you know, I was thinking about that, if we're supposed to say the half Greenville or the half GVL? I think it's GVL. You know, I feel like I run into this conundrum a lot living in Greenville because everybody's using GVL and I don't think there's a synonymous answer about how each business or organization is choosing to pronounce it. Yeah, honestly, that's why we just went with Greenville. Just trying to, to save the people from having to worry about that. I know. We're always looking out for you guys. But okay, the half. It's located inside 8th State Brewing Company, which is located right next to the super chic architecture firm on Augusta Street, which is also inside the former... Clausen's Bakery Building, built in 1930. Wow, yeah, pretty cool history there. We'll have to do a segment on Clausen's Bakery sometime, but what were your thoughts on the vibe of the half and 8th State Brewing? Yeah, I guess this is mostly a vibe check on 8th State as well, since the half is kind of like located in the midst of 8th State or a part of 8th State. 
Uh, but honestly, my main thought walking in is that it's pretty dark if you haven't been to 8th State before. Uh, maybe it has something to do with the 8th Circuit model of consciousness, which the brewery is named after. But I'm probably not sophisticated enough for it. So it was just kind of dark for my taste. Yeah, I would agree. I'd say almost a little grunge vibe. That's what my consciousness was registering. And there weren't a ton of people there for lunch, so I wasn't sure what to expect out of these sandwiches. Yeah, a little grunge in the atmosphere, but on the brighter side, pun intended, the sandwiches were pretty stellar. I would agree. So I got the Americano Classico and you got the Tucker. The Americano has roast beef, ham, turkey, provolone, shreddis, which I guess is a fun way to say shredded lettuce, which I'm on board for. It also had onion, pickle slices, a tangy garlicky mustard, and mayo on an Italian roll. Yeah, I'm definitely going to start saying shreddis now for everything. Yeah, definitely. Um, But I really liked it. The meat was shredded pretty thin and tasted really fresh and high quality. And the mustard added a nice tangy flavor. Um, And the bread was also light with a slight crunch on the outside. And I also thought the portion was a good size too. So what would you give it out of 10? Hmm. Um... Probably go with a seven and a half. Okay. It's a pretty solid rating. Yeah, I'd say it's a solid sandwich, so I'd order it again. And for me, the Tucker was composed of turkey, more shreddis, let's go, cucumber, provolone, balsamic, and romesco sauce on ciabatta. And I loved it. I thought it was really good. I did really like how thinly sliced the meat was. The ciabatta was toasted and had a nice crunch to it as well. And the flavor of the romesco was really good. And it was like it had a nice twang to it. Uh, I actually don't know if I've ever had anything else with the romesco before. Yeah, what what is romesco? Um, yeah, I looked up. It's basically like a tomato-based sauce with garlic and ground nuts, which I take to mean kind of like the tomato version of pesto, maybe. Oh, very interesting. So what would you rate the sandwich overall? I'd go eight point five out of ten i was a big fan i would definitely order it again okay well there you go go check out the half on augusta street and let us know your thoughts uh and send us your own favorite sandwich spots in greenville we're midway through the journey and we are open to any suggestions you might have definitely let us know we know there's a lot of hidden gems out there for sure Okay, next up, we've got our new and noteworthy news this week. First up, Unity Park won the Innovation in Park Design Award from the National Recreation and Park Association. So for those who don't know, the NRPA Innovation Awards recognize park and recreation agencies nationwide that have improved and strengthened their communities through innovative practices in park design, health and wellness, conservation, and social equity. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And honestly, I'm not surprised. Unity is definitely an amazing park, both for the backstory of unifying the two previously segregated parks in Greenville and the design and the amount of green space. It's just a really awesome park. Yeah, and apparently the design of the drainage system without retention ponds, since Unity is in the Reedy Reedy River's floodplain, is pretty cutting edge and is part of why they won the award as well. Yeah, very cool. In other news, Main Event opened up last Friday. So if you're unaware, Main Event is basically a family entertainment place. Think like Frankie's Fun Park or Dave and Buster's. It has arcade games, bowling, laser tag, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And it's pretty huge. I've driven by it a couple times before they opened, and I definitely want to try it out. Yeah, I'm thinking we should do a little arcade date sometime. Okay, I'd be down for that. 
Uh, main event started in Texas in 1998, and they've expanded to dozens of locations all over the U.S., and the Greenville location is at 225 Entertainment Boulevard, and it's actually right next to Top Golf. Perfect. So you could hit up Top Golf and Main Event in the same day. That'd be a pretty fun day. That would be super fun. All right, we're going to keep rolling. Next up, we've got some kids' activities. Uh, I feel like we've done a good overview of places to take your kids, whether that was water parks, natural swimming spots, uh, free things they could do around Greenville. But today, I want to hone in on a specific place and all the things you can do there. And that place is the Conesty Nature Preserve. Yeah, so for those who don't know, Conesty Nature Preserve is a 640-acre wildlife sanctuary. It's located just five miles from downtown, pretty close to our house, actually. Um, It's got over 13 miles of trails and boardwalks, 11 wildlife observation decks, and 40 self-guided learning stations. And it's a great place to take your kids. Yeah, they have a lot of great trails that you can hike or run or bike or walk or whatever on. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we've done some running and biking there in the past. And they also have observation decks um, where you can spot tons of different animals, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I've seen a lot of different animals. I've seen herons. I've seen snakes, which is a little unfortunate for me. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. That one was in a tree, like right next to the path almost. Yeah, kind of scary. Um, They also have fish, frogs, and there's also almost 200 different species of birds to watch for. Oh, yeah. Lots to explore. And this is confusing, but Lake Conestee Nature Preserve is right next to Conestee Park which has baseball fields, a playground, a picnic shelter, and a dog park. So it's kind of like part of the same thing, but kind of named differently, I guess. Right. They're like two separate things, but I feel like you could go there and like have your kids play on the playground and then also walk to the nature preserve. Right. Um, But I will say one thing, pack bug spray, because I'm going to keep it real with you guys and say, with all that wildlife comes some negatives And Will and I were one time attacked by a bunch of flies, and it was terrible, and we ran for our lives. Yes. Literally, I thought we were going (laughs) to die. I Like, seriously, it was crazy. We were sprinting through trying to get out of this trail, and we were on kind of an obscure trail, and it was summer, and so maybe it was wrong place, wrong time, but we were getting hit in the face by thousands of flies, and... I feel like I still have PTSD from that experience. Right. We're not we're not exaggerating either. But No, um, that was crazy. But yeah, but we also had good experiences there and we've had some good walks and Ruby loves the dog park that is there. Um Oh yeah. And so just another fun place to take your kids or just yourself if you're trying to go for a nice nature walk. Boom. And last up, we've got some events for your weekend. So, starting on Friday, we've got live music at Noma Square, which starts at 5:30. It's free. Bring a chair and some food and just enjoy the music. Yep. And we've also got Greenville Drive games happening Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They'll be taking on Asheville at 7 on Friday and Saturday and 3 p.m. on Sunday. And of course, we've got farmer's markets happening everywhere on Saturday morning, including downtown Greenville, Simpsonville, Traveler's Rest, and Fountain Inn. They all start around 8 to 8.30 and go until noon. And Saturday, we've also got the Laser Days of Summer taking place at River Mountain Science Center. We covered this on the last episode, but if you missed it, it's basically a laser show set to various music artists. So on Saturday, they've got several shows happening. They've got one at 4.30, 6, 7, and 9. Each show is featuring a different artist's music, and the lineup Saturday includes Taylor Swift, Prince, Aerosmith, and Rush. So a pretty star-studded lineup. Basically, if you love lasers and music, You wouldn't want to miss this. 
Right. It's amazing. Also on Saturday, we've got Tunes in the Park happening in Greer. Tunes in the Park is a free outdoor concert series held every summer in the amphitheater in Greer City Park. This Saturday, featuring Mac Arnold and Plate Full O Blues. Bring a chair or a picnic blanket. There will be food and beverage vendors there. You just can't bring outside food in, unfortunately. And it is 6 to 10 p.m. And lastly, we've got the Hot Tomato Summer Food Festival happening next week. So July 24th through the 30th. And this is exciting. So Duke's Mayo is partnering with Greenville Restaurants for a week-long event celebrating tomato season and featuring unique seasonal pairings of tomatoes and mayo. The event runs from Monday to Sunday, and there are tons of local restaurants participating. There's a complete list of the participating restaurants on Duke's website, but a few on there include Harry's Hoagies, Indico, Lewis Barbecue, and the Lazy Goat. So I'm really excited to try some tomato and mayo combos. I love a good simple tomato and mayo sandwich, but I'm pretty sure these restaurants will be making something a little bit more elevated. Yeah, I'm super excited. You guys already know we're big Duke's Mayo fans in this family. And also huge fans of Harry's Hokies and Lewis Barbecue and a bunch of the restaurants that are going to be there. And I'm a huge fan of tomatoes in general. So this is just a huge win for us personally and a huge win for Greenville. Well said. Well, thanks so much for tuning in this week. Once again, we're glad to be back with you and we appreciate your support. Please like, subscribe and share this podcast with all of your friends. And we'll catch you on next Monday for next week's weekly rundown. Cheers, y'all.